This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, Metroplex. I'm not exaggerating. Uh, last week, I said you had to watch Sports Jeopardy because of the competitive nature of Bobby Belt, who ended up losing by an, a a large margin coming in third place. Yesterday, I walk out after the show into the hallway. I see Bobby in this sketchy conversation with Peyton, who comes up with all the questions, uh-huh. and they're discussing the game, RJ. I don't know exactly. I came up with the tail end of the discussion. <laughs> it felt like Bobby was planting something or trying to fix the game coming up at 720, and then this morning he is – he has actually timed out his Adderall to be more focused for 90 minutes from now. That's how serious this lunatic is going to take this. I uh, We need to have cameras inside. See, see, Peyton's in there. He's got just a small camera on him. Yeah, um, just one. We need to figure out exactly. We, we need spies. We need spies in the back of our head. We need Ryan back there to spy on Peyton. I mean, I'll tell you exactly what I told Peyton yesterday. I threatened physical violence against him if he didn't give me easier answers. <laughs> and then he offered 50 bucks to throw the game. Yeah. See? So the wager's at $50. Do we yeah. want to go up? Now that's my cap because I, you're, you're only allowed $50 uh, winnings with the NFL. Oh, so that's my cap. That's, all, that's yeah. all I can do. And then when do you usually take your Adderall? 5.15, like okay. when I'm heading over here. So then you're just waiting 45 minutes later today. Yep. So. And you think it was because of a lack of focus? That, these are PEDs, I think. These are, no, they're 100%. That's oh, not advanced. This is cheating. Yeah. Look, I'm, gonna, I, I'm about to win seven straight Tour de France's or uh, <laughs> Jeopardy's here. I don't think <laughs> like professional athletes can't take Adderall unless it's like— I, No, unless- Pat McAfee has joked that the first day he retired, he took Adderall. And it was the first time he ever took it. And he said when he took it, he went, oh, I understand why this is banned now. Oh yeah, I could have punted for days. I would have been, I would have been great. I would have been locked in. You think you should qualify as a performance enhancer? Yes, for for athletes, yeah. It's well for focus. Yeah, that's what it, I'm saying. It can't just, do anything. T- well, I mean, it's not making you stronger. No, it just it does help with focus. And he said, Pat McAfee said the reason why I was curious was they had some rookie punter come in one of his last years, and he had a an exemption for Adderall, and he said this kid was just so locked in. When we were practicing, I was like, you are way too intense, dude. You're a rookie putter who's not going to make it to the roster. And legal meth, right? Essentially. It's, I mean, it's, is it's that not, what meth does? I have no idea what no, meth it's does. Not, it's not, this is like a legal dosage of it. I, I don't know. I'll ask Jacksonville people if uh, we happen to go there again <laughs> next year. Super Bowl preview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. The Cowboys added another kicker. 
I just wish some of his extra point stats are a little bit better. Tristan Vizcaino has been added to the Dallas Cowboys practice squad as insurance after the Brett Maher disaster. Vizcaino played in three games this year with the Cardinals and the Patriots. He made two field goal attempts and three extra points in the Cardinals' win over the Rams, but he was only 10 of 15 on extra points last season with the Chargers. Three for three this year with the Pats and the Cards. Familiar with kicking in San Francisco after playing for the 49ers in 2020. Tristan Vizcaino. Is that a name we went over yesterday? It is not. It's huh. a name It's a name that was in the building very briefly in 2020 uh, for the Cowboys, so they have some familiarity with him. Uh, and it also uh, made me think of Luis Vizcaino, the old pitcher. That's that's Those were the two yeah. big takeaways I had was, oh, this is somebody they're familiar with, and he reminds me of this. But, yeah, I think you're right. The It's it's not great to see five missed extra points from a couple years ago. That's yeah. not exactly comforting. But, again, three for three this year. We're talking about what you could get off of the street, which is not is probably not going to be better than Brett Maher. Although, G-Bag. It's definitely not going to be better. Brett Maher was a Pro Bowl kicker. G-Bag yesterday had the most insane question, and all of them except Wolchuk were on it. Broadus, Dawson, Chiafalo said they would all today trade a second-round pick to have Justin Tucker just for the playoff run. Like right now? Yes. What? Yes. I was like, you guys are insane. <laughs> um, And who said no? Wolchuk was the only one who said no. <laughs> Well, that that tells me that must mean that they believe that the Dallas Cowboys will be even or even better than San Francisco. That, that, that it's enough of a question, yeah. That's enough of a question. That's that's a that's a that's a ridiculous notion. That's a crazy Thank you. A, I'm glad you guys agree. That's a crazy <laughs> thought. Uh second round kick. If you were the favorite, maybe, but then you'd also say I'm not giving up a second round pick when I'm gonna beat teams by more than three anyway. Absolutely not. And my number one reason is, and we'll save official predictions for tomorrow, uh, I I don't think this game is going to come down to a kick, and I still don't even know if I would do it. How old is Justin Tucker? 35, I think. 37. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Never mind. Never mind. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was was looking at something else. That was his attempt or his makes this year. He had a worse field goal percentage this year than Brett Maher did. Yeah, he did. He was 86%. 86% is league average. He's 33. So, wow, I can't believe they said that. He's 33 years old, yes. Yeah, he was league average this year. I would, I, I, I wouldn't, you could tell me I could have Justin Tucker for the rest of his career and I wouldn't trade a seventh. He's a kicker. I'm not trading any capital for a kicker. What if I told you the game will come down to a 48-yard game-winning field goal attempt or tying attempt with one second left? I feel fine with Maher kicking it right now. Now, okay. if he comes out there like you guys were talking about yesterday, if he comes out, misses the very first extra point, we're not doing that today. Okay. We're two-point conversions and fourth down attempts yeah, all agree. day. I agree. So now Vizcaino is here. I love that David Beeler yesterday came on, the former Cowboy kicker, and said that Maher should understand this. Now what does it take? What are the scenarios for Vizcaino to get an attempt? What has to happen? Well, first of all, he's got to be on the roster. He yeah, he's got to be, ele- be elevated and active. So, is, so is, somebody is he gonna be. So, I mean, so, wh- why do you do this if he's not gonna be elevated a lot? A lot of because I think a lot of today and tomorrow may do that. Yeah. Because like today, Brett Maher's doing hash work today, and so he'll be kicking from hashes, and we'll see if he's shanking in practice. If he is, they may go okay. 
we got to respond my, to this. My first read, like, I wonder. My first thought was like, ah, practice squad, nothing. Then I was like, wait a second. Maybe does this mean that Brett has been brutal over the last two days at the star? Like, is he missing the net? Are they losing K balls? Uh, are, they, are they are they getting kicked on the Gaylord uh, Avenue or the hell it is? <laughs> they, they only He's had, hitting the Omni. They yeah. only had like a walkthrough yesterday. But so I'm they, sure so he, this, I mean, he could have been out there on his own. Maybe, but today is the day that he'll really start to like get in work. And so today is when I'd imagine they'd start looking at it and going, okay, we got to do something. And this is just me personally. I don't care if he's perfect in practice. I'm elevating Vizcaino to the game day roster. Come on, Brett. Come on, Brett. So let's just say he's on the roster. Mm-hmm. Then what does it take? What what, what what has to happen? What are the scenarios to play out? What, one. One? One missed kick. For me, it's more. So let me ask you this. Do you treat... Or, or it, does he miss the first kick, maybe? Like if he makes three extra points, then he misses a 50-yard field goal. That's a little different. But if he misses the very first one, he's done. Do, do you treat field goals and PATs differently? Um... In terms of my judgment of yeah. if he's ready, like uh, if he no. make, if he makes some field goals but he misses a PAT, like do you judge it differently? No, because a PAT is basically like it's a shorter field goal, but it's basically like a field goal at this point. So no, I mean it's thirty three yards. You, right. you need to hit that. You miss five in a row. That's a that's concerning. I'm gonna give him more than one. Now look, score factors in here. I, I would give him one for the two point conversion. What do you mean? If he misses one, I would just start going for two. But I would give him more than one in terms of, like, if I have to trot somebody out there for a 51-yard field goal, I'm going to bring Maher out there. I would not go. Like, I would not I, I would not go with a kicker is what I would do. I'm just going for it. It's, it's my old favorite Matt Rule line where he talks about losing his kicker at Temple the first year he was there. And he said, we went 2-10, and ten, but it was the best year in my life other than going 2-10. and ten. Because it was like, I took away all the... The decision making, oh, racking your brain. It made you go for it on fourth down. It made you go for it in these instances. And he's like, we were one of the more efficient, like one of the better teams in the red zone in college football that year because Do of you it. believe that teams should just go for two every time like RJ? No, not necessarily. I, I don't think it's a go for two every time. But I mean, if you're in that position that the Cowboys potentially would be in, I would say for this game, you do that. Well, you know, if you look at last game, even though he missed the four kicks, they had... They were even on net points. And what I mean by that is, so he misses the four, mm-hmm. okay? But they went for it on that fourth down instead of kicking the field goal because he missed the four, and they wound up getting seven out of it. Do you think they did that? Oh, I, they're at the 20-yard line. I think it was they, fourth and what, five? I think they just went for it on fourth because they were going for kill shot. I, I think whether he had made kicks or not, they go for it on fourth. You, you're talking about them setting it up the fourth and four, fourth and short, right? Remember the one they, the, the, the wide open pass to CD that was like on what, fourth and four, fourth and four, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, they kick a field goal. I think normally that was they were over the twenty yard line. Oh, okay. I think they kick a field goal normally. So they actually gained points out of it throughout yeah. the course of the game yeah. because he was so bad. But it's about you make a field goal or miss a field goal. It's still a three possession game. At that point, it was let's make this a four possession game. Let's kill it. What, what do y'all What do y'all say on the fan text? What What would it have to take for Vizcaino to get on the field? Nothing. Like Maher would have to go to McCarthy and say, "I'm do- I can't do this." He would have to go to Fossil. He'd have to be physically shaking on the sideline to where you know you couldn't physically put him out there. So they add a new kicker just in case. Right now on the practice squad. 
Uh, Bobby has done his best to discredit his boy, Brock Purdy, and that playoff debut <laughs> where he lit up the Seattle Seahawks. Why was some of it fool's gold? I, I And I don't want to light up my, my guy, Brock Purdy. Uh, he's obviously been, uh, you know, a, a, a strong victory for me in the, in the course of our in-show debates. But uh, there was a really good piece from Ted Wynn over at The Athletic. And Ted's one of the, the better evaluators that I think is out there writing currently. And he talked about, he had this article the other day that said, Brock Purdy's 49ers playoff de- debut was good, but not as good as stats suggest. And as he went back, watched the tape, watched his reads, watched what he was doing, he felt like the the quote in there that I think is the money quote is he says, on a throw-by-throw level, Purdy didn't play particularly well, but settled down in the second half after at first appearing nervous, which is expected for any quarterback. It could have been the rain, but Purdy's ball placement was off. He didn't see open receivers, and he was fidgety in the pocket. If you can get some of that out of him on Sunday, then you've got a real shot in this game. The two things I'll say to discredit his performance, he should have thrown two picks early. There were two interception opportunities, and... He was throwing to some why this the latest thing we do as fans to discredit the quarterback. Oh, I could make that throw. Uh, he was throwing to some wide open people, and people would try to give that credit more to Kyle Shanahan or Kellen Moore or the coordinator mm-hmm. than actually the quarterback. Uh, so those are the two things I'll say in the attempt to discredit uh Brock Purdy. Steven Jones was asked by KMC, does does Purdy remind you at all? Of a 2016 Dak Prescott. Yeah, I mean, you got a hats off to the guy. He's just winning football games, and that's exactly what Dak did. I mean, the name of the game in this league is win. And uh, certainly Dak stepped in for Tony then, and all he did was win football games for us. And uh, coming as a middle-round pick, you know, one thing about Dak, uh, you know, in terms of pedigree, I do think Dak would have gone higher, but he had a, you know, a, a little off-field thing uh during the draft, and uh, which probably hurt him some, or I think Dak would have gone even higher. But this, you know, your hats off to uh, what the 49ers are doing and uh, what they're accomplishing, you know, with a guy who I think was the last pick in the draft and uh, certainly playing at a high level. But uh, I know Dan will have a great game plan for him, and hopefully we can uh, cause some roadblocks there in terms of uh, uh, his progress as a pro. If you just look at the box score, it's very similar to Georgia in the title game. Remember Georgia was average like like every play they touched, it was like 10-yard run. Yeah. Like McCaffrey averaged eight yards a carry. You're talking about Seattle. Against well, Seattle? Against Seattle. McCaffrey averaged eight yards a carry. Yeah. Debo averaged 11. They had three wide receivers averaging 20 yards a catch or more. I mean, it's unheard of to have one guy averaging 20 <laughs> yards a catch or more. They had three. And just for comparison, Dax QBR in 2017. Which one, without looking, do you think had the – Higher QBR. Purdy now or Dak then? Dak in 2016? Yep. Or uh, for the season, uh, Dak was like third, I think, for the year that year. So I will say Dak. I thought it was like 79 or 82 or something I was like going to say, I think, I think Dak's rookie year still is QBR high for his career. He's like 78 or something. 77.6. And Brock Purdy, a 65.5. Which is still good. Still good. It's still a good number. All right. All hell starting to break loose with the Mavericks. The report yesterday afternoon that Luca does indeed want help. Mark Cuban and Luca say it's not true. What's happening with the drama at the double AC next on Sean RJ and Bobby 105.3 The Fan.
But first... This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Gotta go. Two seconds. Dinwiddie. Lake Park. He fires well. Just like that. Buzzer beater. And get giddy for Spencer Dinwiddie. Not enough on Bally as the Mavericks lose their third straight game. They get lit up again. Their defense gets shredded. They surrender 130 to the Hawks, who are playing 500 basketball throughout the year. Just kind of like the Mavericks. They made the big trade for Murray. Uh, they've had some changes. That I think their front office is like has to be like the youngest in sports. Their assistant GM, I think, is like 27 years old. Oh, it's crazy mm. over John there. John Daniels like. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy over there in Atlanta. But Murray scored 30. Trey Young got banged up. He only scored 18. They had seven players in double figures. Eight. Eight? Yeah. Yeah, it was eight. My bad. Eight players. The only person, there's one person that played for them that didn't get into <laughs> double figures. Otherwise, nine out of the ten did for the Hawks, who beat the Mavs. At the double AC, Dinwiddie had a nasty dunk in this game, uh, but not enough. I thought Luka was going to try to score 80 in front of his pops. As his dad was there, Basket was sitting next to Trey Young's dad. Mm. Well, uh, and Luka had, what, 19 in the first quarter. Ended up, though, with 30. And Christian Wood had 22. Dinwiddie had 20. But this is not the story. The story is from Tim McMahon before the game with a... Luca versus Trey Young article comparison throughout their careers with the draft swap and everything. And later on in Tim's article, he reports that Luka Doncic wants the Mavs to do something by the February trade deadline. That he has been quiet when it comes to personnel in the past. Sources said Doncic has strongly indicated he wants the Mavs to upgrade before the February 9th deadline. This right after Mark Cuban whined and cried over a mural that was put up in Deep Ellum, getting it scrubbed with Luca holding up a sign that said, send help. Well, this is hilarious timing. It couldn't be better timing to make Mark Cuban look foolish and immature. Cuban blasted Tim McMahon with a response saying McMahon got it dead wrong. Luca has never suggested, asked, demanded, or discussed changes to the roster. He and Nico have a great relationship. They talk almost daily. Luca knows exactly what we have going on and is very supportive. Luca echoed this 
in the post game. Bobby, what do you make of it? I make of it that with the way it strikes me, and obviously I'm not there, I'm not on the Mavericks beat, so this is all reckless speculation. It sounds to me like one of those instances of tipping off a reporter about a certain storyline and then telling them, you know, the 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 bad side of this for you, you get the story, the bad side of this for you is I'm going to have to say you're lying. I'm going to have to come out publicly. Has and that say happened this is, to you? It hasn't happened to me, but I know other people who cover the team who that has happened to them, where it's like, hey, here's this, but I'm going to have to deny it. Okay. If it comes out, I'm going to have to say it didn't happen because that's, you know, you get the deniability, but it's floated out there. Now it's in everybody's head, regardless of what the deniability is. And so you do have to weather that a little bit. I'm sure that happens routinely to people like Schefter and Ian. I'm sure they get that all the time. Yeah. Where they're, they're the people who fed them the information are publicly an hour later in front of local media saying this is a lie. Now what about the message? First off, who do you believe? I think we all believe McMahon. <laughs> yeah. We, <laughs> I'll take your snicker as... Read my I mean, lips. also, if I said no to him, you know, he'd, he'd get mad at us. Yeah, he'd come in here and uh, pod drive you. Yeah, he would. He, uh, he's yeah. like 6'5". He, he's a big he's a big boy. Uh, I Cuban at this point, I just I don't believe any. If there's a dispute or a discrepancy between Cuban and someone else, I'm believing someone else. Who Like, I don't, like just blindly, I don't care who it is. Will anyone get mad or upset amongst the fan base that Luca is asking, hopefully demanding for help? Mad? I don't think they'll get mad at Luca. They'll get mad at Mark. Mad at Luca for saying we need a better team? Give me a better yeah. player? I don't think anybody would be mad about that. Now, I, I guess there, there's a faction of people saying just, just sit there, do your job, and let the front office be the front office. Shut okay. up and dribble. Yeah, yeah, I get it. And, <laughs> and I understand that, you know, like that's, that's the front office job. It's your job to play the game. But I don't think anybody's ever upset when somebody's like, you know, we need to be better. Unless you got a loaded team already. Unless you're on sure. a dream team. Yeah. Right? You're the Nets, and you're like, we can't really do this unless we get hardened to. You know, yeah. we, we need the third superstar, but no. Uh, everyone has the anger and the disgust directed at Mark Cuban. Five-year NBA cash spending from Spotrack. This was from April. Top five teams. The Warriors, $757 million. All right, so 757. Remember that. Then the Heat. Clippers, Nets, Bucks, Milwaukee. Is that a is that a media market you ever wanted to work in? Is that a is that a top five market there? It's not, but it's. I heard it's a fun town in the summertime for the for all six weeks of it. So and I met you in the summer. Milwaukee is spending six hundred and fifty two million. Bottom three teams: Sacramento five twenty eight, Hawks five twenty six, Mavericks coming in at number thirty. 509. Same team. Hawks and Mavs. Right there. Mm-hmm. They, they they are connected. In Trey Atlanta, Young and Luca. In Atlanta and Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. In Atlanta and Dallas. And why? Like, like if you've got a generational talent like this, why are you just willing to let it be S around him? I, I maybe I, I look honestly, I have no idea. But maybe they're like, hey, he's good enough. We'll be in the playoffs every year. Maybe we'll get lucky and get hot. I remember, but that, but that's not the that's not a good mentality. Oh no, not at all. I, I remember Mark had said once, I don't remember like 2012, 2013, something like that. I remember him saying that all but one year he had lost money with the Mavericks. Yeah, well, he's always said if you want to be a successful NBA team, 
You cannot win and make money. So he won a title and he decided to run a business. Yes. That's what it looks like. I, that's fair because they, they have – how many guys have they struck out on? You know, we always – we did this with the Rangers a lot. Ah, that was a fake contract they offered Rendon, right? They offered him like – 40 million or whatever less than, than, than he wound up getting. They knew he wasn't going to take the offer, but they made the offer to, to, to make it look like they were interested in these guys. And I wonder how much of that, you know, we, we've never really said that about Mark. We've always said they just can't get the free agents. They don't want to come here instead of, well, they may not want to come here, but maybe they're making these fake contract offers. Like they're not really trying to go after these guys. Dwight, Mello, Parsons, huge miss. DeAndre Jordan was a soap opera. Porzingis. I mean, those are those are the latest ones. Maybe Cuban could say we are trying. Like, we tried with Porzingis, mm-hmm. and that failed. They tried to get uh, DeAndre. They tried to get Dwight Howard. Um, Mello was You that- didn't try to keep Jalen Brunson, though, who you had tangible evidence was working and was a homegrown player. Yeah. Well, I actually defend them on Brunson. I hate Shouldn't. to... I, but I mean, let's. Why not? Because no, no be, because they offered him what I think he was worth during the year. Mm-hmm. Nobody, except for Jalen Brunson and his father, knew what was going to happen in the first round against Utah. No, if they gave Jalen Brunson that contract, in my opinion, during the regular season, that would have been a laughable overpay. And then Jalen Brunson turned into Superman because Luka Doncic got hurt. Yeah, and by then it was too late. By then it was too late. Brunson felt disrespected. Maybe he was going to New York the entire time. No one's going to convince me that Jalen Brunson was worth that during the regular season. I didn't hear one person in this city say that at the time on this fan text or Twitter. Not one. He turned into Superman. I think everybody wanted them to make the deal that they didn't give to Brunson in, what was that, January? Mm-hmm. Uh, that They wanted them to do that, so they didn't give him that at the time. They could have. They could have had him for a huge discount. They didn't. They screwed that up. And then they reached a point where after the playoffs, I remember sitting here. I remember Chop was out. You and I were sitting here, and we were both talking about you have to pay the premium on you now know you have a guy who can play with Luka as an off-the-ball player and then can be on the ball and run the offense when he's off the court, and that's such a rare ability. Mm -hmm. You just have to pay the premium price for it. It's like paying for quarterbacks almost. It doesn't matter if that's what they're worth. That's or or it doesn't matter if you think you want to pay that. And that's, you know, Dak is a $40 million player. The market says this is what it's worth. So you pay the premium and you grit your teeth. I mean, that's what you should have done with Brunson. And and look, this isn't this isn't new for Mark just after the title. Like, remember, they didn't pay Nash. No, but that was also because the Suns basically said, here's the deal. And if you don't, if you try to take it back to them, we're pulling it from the table. First year after leaving Dallas and free agency. Go look at the Nash versus Brunson numbers. You know, that leap that took place. If I'm going to criticize the Mavs for Brunson, it's going to be not recognizing the next level he could reach. Like, analyzing his talent. Analyzing the improvement. Because this is a tremendous jump what he's doing this year. He's six points a game better. Okay, he, he, was, he was 16 last year, and now he's freaking 22 a night. That's big time. Yeah. If he was 22... A night last year in the first half of the regular season, then he would have got that money. He was he was twenty one and point six a night during the playoffs. Like you did see it for eighteen games when he was that guy. No, and by then it was too late. No, but at that point you pay the premium of go in there and just give him the fattest check. I'm sorry, like overpay and I, and, for it. And I still I still 
I still don't think that's a championship contender. I don't know if I still would have done that. I mean, I don't think a championship, uh, and I probably wouldn't have done it either. But it's like, like you just say it out loud. Let's give how much did he get per year? Thirty-five. Was it something like that? Let's give thirty-five million a year to a six-foot-one. I don't remember. Yeah, it was, it was something like thirty-three to thirty-five, something yeah. like that. To, to, four, no, it was four for one hundred four. No, but like what the Mavericks could. Oh yeah, yeah. get them maxed right. out at was that. So just he's he, he's not a prototypical size type dude, but if they if they thought he could make a tremendous leap because of his work ethic, the type of guy he is, then that's where I'll blame him the most. By the way, I do have respect for Jalen Brunson. He is pissed off the New Yorkers by wearing a Jalen Hurts jersey yesterday. He 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 at least is remaining loyal, unlike that little coward Bryce Harper, the lifelong Cowboy fan who went to Philly and got scared literally out of his <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. I'm not I'm not a fan anymore. I'm I'm not. At least Jalen Brunson is like, no, I'm wearing this in Dallas and I'm wearing it in New York. That's my team. I don't give a crap. Why I got did, respect for that. Why why did he why was he not scared off of his Cowboys fandom when he was with the Nationals and he was in like DC? Because Philly versus DC no, I get is it. a I'm just, different animal. I'm just trust saying me. it wasn't even a question. I know it's a different animal, but I'm just saying it wasn't even a yeah. question. And then before he even gets to the city, he's like, Oh yes, I, I won't cheer for the Cowboys anymore. Because no. no one ever goes, Oh my god, the DC fan base. Yeah, they'll run you out of town of Philly. They they don't care in DC, do they? <laughs> I, I wonder how many DC fan how many national fans what's the crossover? Right, what's it just the Venn diagram? Yeah, what, <laughs> what's the Venn diagram of Nats to Commander fan? So look, I'm, we're all happy about it. I hope it's true. I believe it's true. Lucas sending the warning shot to Cuban. Get me some help. And Mark throwing his little hissy fit again, going off on Tim McMahon, calling McMahon a liar, and getting Luca to read Mark's written statement after the game supporting uh, the, the Nico. Uh, what a what a it's what just, a joke! It's just disrespectful of Luca. You know, to, to want help. I wonder how many people got that, what I was doing yesterday <laughs> when I wrote that. Wrote that to a Tim McMahon. All right, it's Sean, RJ, and Bobby. We're going to play San Francisco Jeopardy at 720 right after headlines here on DFW Sports Station. Bobby says, don't ever buy this video game again. We all had it. It's an all-time great. People are trying to put it into the ground, and Stephen A. Smith having to apologize for what he said about the Super Bowl halftime show. That and the real reason that Josh McDaniels quit on the Colts. Next on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Headlines at 7 o'clock. Shout out to the 6 a.m. club. And then we'll play San Francisco Jeopardy as Bobby has timed out his Adderall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kick in. You can be all loosey-goosey. All it takes is for you to miss your first question, and you'll maher it up. You'll you'll be just like maher with your nerves kicking in. My nerves. Come on, Brett. My nerves. No. I have have nerves of steel. I think I say knees of steel. No, I was about to say say steely (laughs) nerves, and then I was changing it up to nerves of steel, and I I mixed up the syllables. So Greg Olson will also be joining us at 8 o'clock. He's going to have the TV call for the San Francisco game. Babe Laufenberg at 8.40. Everyone was anticipating. All the Tolos were waiting for this Dallas Cowboys sideline audio to come out from the Tampa Bay game. What jumped out to you, Roberto? Well, so we got a couple different sideline audios yesterday because we got the the Cowboys sounds from the sideline, which was great. It, it really was fantastic. It's really hard to, without the subtitles, it's hard to play and hear. Yeah. So we, we won't waste your time with that. But uh, then we also got NFL Films did their mic'd up from the playoff weekend. So they had like five minutes from each game. And on the Cowboys one, it was really interesting. Uh, CeeDee Lamb went and sat next to Brett Maher after he missed his his third field goal or his third extra point. And I thought it was really good from CeeDee that he came over and he he tapped him on the shoulder and he says, you know, you'll be all right. He's like, you'll be all right. He's like, forget it, buddy. You're good, blah, blah. And then he said, don't worry about it. He said, you've bailed us out hella times this year. Yeah. He's like, so we appreciate you and we got you, man. And I think that's honestly how a lot of them feel is, Maher has put them in some really good positions that they weren't fortunate enough to have with Zerline over the last few years. So I think they're grateful for him. Brett Maher had a Pro Bowl season. He absolutely did. He was he was fantastic this year. And so uh, I thought that stood out just in general, Dak's intensity on this thing and, and how locked in he was. F me go for two. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that was on the NFL Films one. That They picked up Dak screaming bleep. You got let's go for bleeping two. And they also got... Michael Gallup going, did he just miss it again? And Robert Prince, the receiver's coach, says, no effing way. And so they were all as stunned as I think we were. They even went over to Tampa Bay at one point, and Vita Vey is like, Tom's going to get us in position. He'll come back, you know, he'll get us to come back. And then one of the Bucs players goes, well, yeah, they're going to miss all their field goals. Yes. Uh, And so (laughs) they even they were sitting there uh, reacting that way. But also I thought it was interesting. There was that play where Dak had run the ball and got stopped short of the goal line, like like the two-yard line. And Marquise Bell and Israel Mukwabu on the sounds for the sideline we're talking. And uh, Israel Mukwabu says, Mississippi State, Dak, would have run him over. And Bell says, yeah, that was before the surgery, though. Oh. <laughs> Israel goes, yeah, that is before the surgery. Yeah, Mississippi State, remember that, remember that tumble he took when he went over the player and he flipped up? It was worse than the Seattle one because his head got caught underneath, man. Oh, yeah. And then, look, I don't... <laughs> They are not saying anything that we have not said here, that he does look different running the ball since he got hurt. He looked, he looked, I mean, and this is so, I, I hate doing this because you can't like, I don't have my, I don't have a radar gun on these guys, but he looked like he was more mobile. Yes. 
I, I think so it's, much more comfortable. I, Not I, lumbering. Yeah, I don't think it's lumbering. I don't think he's as fast as he once was. Like, like so I think it's an in-between, but he does he look more never, efficient. Let me, let me just set the record straight. I've been never saying more. this since 2016. He was never this impressive athlete running around. No, he's he's a 4'8 guy. Yeah. But but I'm saying he he does run he he does not run as smoothly as he once did. It's better than it was last year. What I do think is funny is last year was like he it. was never ever ever Daniel Jones. Ever. No. Which is why it was silly when people freaked out when Bart Scott last year said Daniel Jones is a better athlete than Dak. He probably is. Yeah. And then Dak's thing is just he's got tree trunk legs and it's tough to bring him down. Yeah. Um, but the Dak is the one who will run over you. And that's why he has not run the same way is because a lot of times he hasn't wanted to run into that contact since the injury. I think that's changed this year, especially the second half of the season. But Dak, I think what's, what's interesting about that too is Israel Mukwamu was drafted here last year. Marquise Bell's a rookie. Like the only Dak they've ever known is post-surgery Dak. So I don't know exactly what they're comparing it to. Like, yeah. man, Dak before the surgery, he would have, he would have run that guy over, but in general, just a uh, a a locked in sideline, a, a group that definitely you could tell was ready to play and, and was was ready to go out there and kick ass. A couple of uh, other things that I uh, I jotted down from the game. It appeared like someone in the crowd got Zeke uh, relieving himself mm. on the sideline with a number one. Yes, they put the big overcoat on uh-huh. him, uh, and then have some- you used one of those tents? So like at, at tailgates, somebody'll have like a they have these like, you know, they're you know, bathroom tents. It's very it's like you know, seven feet tall, it's got a zipper on it. Uh, you put a bucket in there with some kitty litter and you go. Unfortunately not. Uh, and that's probably the reason that I got uh I got thrown out of FedEx Field. I got escorted out of FedEx Field. They could tell Ooh. the difference. No, I I, I did. FedEx, aren't they isn't there just poop and pee all over the place anyway? <laughs> I, I should have well, I thought I could just go in the in the in the in the, uh, in the concession crowd. area, uh-huh. I thought I could just go. I tried to go back behind a vendor, and uh, in a cup, and I got thrown out of the stadium. But I mean, like they they let you know they they, they dispose of all of it on their fans on right. the concourse. So what do they care if you're doing it behind the concession stand? That was our but point. I almost uh, <laughs> I almost got the uh, I almost got in trouble myself the other day. I, I can't get into too much detail because she'll kill me. But when we left Billy Bob's. And we got stuck in traffic, and she was like, we, we might have a problem here, but you know who's there to save me? Chop. Boomer Jacks. Uh, yeah, there you go. Got, got, get, was able well, to get over to the exit. She was able to run right in, and uh, yeah, Bo- man. Well, Boomer Bobby, Jacks what, was the oasis. What, what a commercial you just created for yeah. yourself. Yes, they <laughs> saved me from the bathroom. Yes, they saved me from a misdemeanor. Why, wife was thrilled. Because she was like, it's right there. She's like, the bathrooms, it's not one of these ones that you have to walk through the back of the restaurant, so... Boomer Jacks is there for you, whether it's food, TVs, TVs in the bathroom. There, you could you see you didn't miss a second of the action. Exactly. Wow, what a promo, what a commercial, (laughs) Boomer Jacks. Uh, There also appeared to be some fans in the stands who FaceTime Debo Samuel. Yeah, which is wild. I guess that guy had to be his friend. He he must know him, but Debo didn't look like he was. Happy with it. No, No, he didn't. The whole time you see him, he's not talking. He's just literally looking at the guy like, what the hell are you doing? RJ, any PFF stuff that jumps out before we uh, we totally put a bow on that one? Uh, Okay, so the lowest graded starter on offense in this game was? This is PFF, so Dak? No, Dak was the highest grade. (laughs) Oh, okay. okay, Dak had an 88.6. Had to be a lineman. Zeke. It was Zeke. Oh. Yeah, Zeke had a 50.8. 
alignment was next, Sean. It was Bia- uh, Badez uh, with a 52. Did y'all hear Jerry said Biotish on the pregame show? No. I had never. He said Biotish to, to Christy Scales. I was stunned. So we just have KMC test him one more time tomorrow yes. to say, what do you yes. think of your center's play? Yes. And then we put bets on what he says. I think, oh. he, I think that means he's fixed it. Yes. Your, uh, your, your order on offense, Dak 88.6, Schultz 77, uh, Pollard 77, Gallup 76, Tyler Smith, Tyron Smith, Ferguson, Peters, Martin, CD. They all had, you know, good you know, good grades. Okay. Um, so that was your... Keep your snark to yourself. I, it wasn't snark. I think it's hilarious that CD's down the list when he's, like, getting bracketed coverage the whole game. What do you want him to do? Well, how, how do you... What, do you want to give him the, the top grade then? No, you but You got to grade him no, for... No, I, I know, I know. But dinging him for a grade, like, that's the whole dumb issue of pff like was his route running fine yes you go back and watch the tape he was running clean routes he's doing everything he was supposed to do with his job they were funneling coverage over there so i don't think you should be dinged for not being open against two and three people who's the def- I agree with that. who's the defensive ratings uh number one is micah no leighton vanderash number two was micah number one was osa with an 83 osa was great osa's been really good the last few weeks then micah then curse then Donovan Wilson, then Vanderesh. All those guys had a 75 or above. Those are fantastic grades. Uh, Watkins, Hooker. Uh, then you had Barr. The lowest graded defense, uh, defensive player was... Diggs. No, it was Tank. Why did you say Diggs? Oh, did I, Tank I, even play? He played 46 <laughs> snaps. He played 39 in pass rush, 6 in run defense, 1 in coverage. I heard I him in sounds from the sideline a lot. I didn't notice him on the field one didn't time. Didn't either. Not, um, not those chains come back, man, and it's just it's like a switch. The hot boys. <laughs> uh the uh Bland and Diggs were the next lowest. Bland with a fifty four six and Diggs with a fifty six. Did you and Broadus evaluate Diggs? Yeah, we both thought he didn't play well. How much was he on Evans? Uh the majority of the time. It wasn't exclusive, but he was on the majority. But in well, Evans G- didn't do much till the no, very end. No, but he was where where Diggs was bad was he was okay in coverage. I'm curious, Chop. Do you have like the specific breakdown that PFF does of coverage tackling all that? So he was uh, in coverage on 70 of the 82 snaps and run defense on 12 of them. But but his coverage grade. Do you have that? Yes. Specific, I do. What, is his coverage grade better than his tackling grade or his run defense grade? I bet it is. Okay. So here it's interesting. You said his coverage grade was a 57, mm-hmm. which is not not very good. It's a little below average. Run defense was 48. Mm-hmm. Tackling was 12, 26. Yeah, no, I mean, he that he was okay in coverage, average to a little below. It's exactly that average to a little below average, and he was awful tackling, whether it was tackling guys who had caught the ball in space or just in straight up run support. Mike McCarthy said TV is king uh, to talk about the lack of rest compared to the 49ers, and the numbers proved it 30.6 million viewers. It was ESPN's. Most watched playoff game since 1999. The Disney Company. Because back then it was ABC. Mm-hmm. So the Cowboys delivering against Tom Brady. Most watched playoff game for ABC since 1999. Last year, the Monday night game was Cardinals-Rams. Cowboys-Bucks beat it by 32%. Wow. 30.6 million people. Wow. There you is, go. Isn't there a difference in the way they're counting ratings, though, this year? Because that came bit, up with is. the World Cup, like group settings, I guess. They're they're 
like if there's four people over at a house watching the game whatever, they're now trying to account for that and like double it up or something i just don't know how they do that like, i don't how, i don't do know, know i don't know what the formula is but i know that was something that got brought up with the world cup they're trying to do ratings differently uh i know when i the, when i get the ratings they've come in differently they're not doing numbers anymore the way they used to now they're just doing like total viewers households and stuff like that instead of like a putting a rating number on it the cowboys get a new kicker did the buccaneers shut down gronk gronk has a problem with aaron Rodgers. just finally gronk and rj have totally aligned totally oh. aligned with being one individual meathead plus mavs in trouble luca wants talent and the stars lose again Headlines, and then San Francisco Jeopardy next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.